0: Craig Thompson. Craig, you are also the founder of Thompson Patent Law and Invention to Exit. Uh, your websites, by the way, are invention, the number two, exit.com and ThompsonPatentLaw.com. Craig, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks, Josh. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Full disclosure, we're friends.
0: <laughs> and we've become friends. We're doing some good work together and some projects together. But, uh, you know, I really, I'm excited for our listener who stumbled upon this episode because I, I think we're going to um, be able to reveal to them something that they may have not really considered fully um, when we think about intellectual property. Um, but Craig, would you mind if I just kind of um, let you share a bit about your impact and what you do and who you work with? Yeah, it's really,
1: my, my, I started I grew up as from five years old working for my dad as an entrepreneur he was a pharmacist entrepreneur he had an independent pharmacy and I worked every dirty job inside that business and counting. you know cleaning washing shelves all the way up to payroll and bookkeeping when I was in college and so I really have a heart for entrepreneur and business and, and so that's what led me to first electrical engineering for 10 years over the last 24 years i've been doing patent law uh, for companies from the individuals to companies the size of apple Google Intel and Honeywell and everything in between. So um, that's my because it's all for protecting entrepreneurs, my dad. When he w- was running his business and he had a great business going. He was the first one to get into computers. He was that that leading edge entrepreneur when when computers were like this big. Yeah. And it was like $70,000 for like 64k and these giant discs that were bigger than records. And he was, you know, green screens. He was way into that it was very successful. And then the government changed the Medicare reimbursement. And suddenly, a couple of years later, he died broke. And I oh. don't want that to happen to other entrepreneurs I mean that's my passion mm. I'm not a All pharmacist right. chemistry was my C in college I'm an electrical engineering by trade so uh, my solution set my my gift to the world is through patents um you know best-selling author and patents I've, that this is what I geek out on is patents and business and my, my way to help technology companies bring their gifts their products and services that are innovative that make the world a better place the way i feed my soul is to get, is to bless them so they can bless more lives by protecting them against copycats and infringers so they can actually you know bring their stuff to market be successful as an entrepreneur get to that successful exit from an idea from invention to exit that's really what it's all about and wow. I just do that. My 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 secret gift is to because I'm a, a science engine engineering guy, yeah, patents a natural fit, and that's my particular angle on business.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and and um for all business adults uh listening right now, uh listen, you've got to protect your intellectual property. Craig, could you maybe talk about what is kind of within that scope of when we think about protecting like what that means and what would be included in that
1: well there's four areas in intellectual property there's trade secrets patents trademarks and copyrights so the the particular area of technology is patents that that I do and as well as as trade secrets and so you know everything goes everything from ndas to design patents utility patents and uh protecting your brand with trademarks and copyrights for your artistic expressions and books and things like that so um that's the world of ip my i'm an inch wide and a mile deep in patents i'm a patent guy okay um that that's just what i do and owner in in you know to address your question owning the ownership of the idea the control of the idea that monopoly pricing power advantage where you get some exclusivity in the market to protect yourself against competitors. I just had a conversation. I negotiated a deal just today with a client. We didn't even write the patent. The client came to us. They purchased some patents, a uh, set of patents, and then a competitor started. Came, just came out with a product. We noticed it. We said, hey, there's a they're starting to do what these patents that you got. And I negotiated them. They're taking their stuff off the market. We had to get a little creative to make it painless but that way it's not a lot of lawyers and you know not a no litigation but just make a nice business deal my client gets the exclusive right because they have the patents they didn't even invent it they bought the patent rights that's another way to do it a lot of people never think of that and you know it's there it is in practice i mean this is what patents do my my son asked me how how do you how do you how do you control it well That's what patents are for they they give you market exclusivity you get to have you get to have premium pricing power uh, from you know just look at economics, you know you don't you're not in a competitive situation you get that extra uh, gain.
0: Yeah. um, And um, so. Let's let's talk about uh, what the typical process is like and why it might make sense to get some assistance in protecting our intellectual property. Um, so I find that the Patent and Trademark Office is generally pretty easy to work with in terms of government entities. Now, I should say that that is the case for very simple things. That's my experience anyway. But that said, it's easy to screw this up if you if you don't know what you're doing. And there are certainly as things get more complex, if you don't have a guide, uh, good luck. You, you may you're, otherwise you're just wasting your time, wasting your effort. You're not protected, right? So, can you talk maybe just a little bit about the environment for traditional business leaders? And again, I, I'm only talking for something really simple, like you know we've done. Obviously, we've protected Arbor, out my influence, Savings Angel. You know, in each of those cases, we were very, very um we knew that it was just very very essential to make sure that we lock down um so that and I'll, I'll get to a follow-up question in the future uh, about uh, some things let's let's first talk about why you want an attorney why you want a guide why you want some help with this
1: yeah well you i think you're talking about for your severe your case you're talking about a trademark right josh yes copyrights yep and Those are less technical, Um, you don't need somebody, you don't need a guy that has the engineering degree and the patent bar uh, certificate that you need for patent. Uh, Now you can do this yourself, but it's like doing surgery yourself uh, or landing a plane yourself if you don't have the training, or you know, doing your own dental work. You can do it, it's a free country, but the results you're probably not going to be happy with. And as a matter of fact, there are four things that I tell people that you really need in order to, to really improve your odds of actually having a patent that actually does something. Um, most patents, I'm going to be honest with you, Josh, are worth a dime. I mean, they're really most patents uh-huh. are not. And matter of fact, we talk of the people that come to us. and I don't care if it's uh, inventors at Honeywell or I mean the size of that company or a mid-sized medical device manufacturer or an individual with a software app app idea that they want to protect 30 percent of the time right out of the gate the first thing we do is we do some analysis and before we get into this we talk them out of getting a patent 30 percent of the time it doesn't matter the wow. size of the company it's the idea and the this the we we we've been through it. I've been doing this for 24 years and I've done it for the best companies, the biggest, number one, five Fortune 500, all of yep. them, all the tech companies. I've done it at the highest levels. I know exactly what to do. And there, there is a, people are getting patents they shouldn't get. And mm. so that's kind of a, a, a real crusade of mine. I wrote a book about it uh, called Patent Offense. Uh, it's available as a resource. If you want to know like what I recommend at patentoffense.com, is is the electronic version and you can get it a little bit more expensively of course on Amazon in the in the uh, paperback book. So
0: got it. Yeah. Yep. patentoffense.com. Yep. Look at that. Written by Craig Thompson. <laughs> so you for the past 20 years Craig, you've you've built patent portfolios for companies like with you've worked with google apple microsoft intel Gillette, duracell sap it's, uh, hallmark honeywell it's it's basically everybody uh you <laughs> you've been connected in some way with um and um so you know when we think about you know let's say that you know we do get you know we, we do get proper patents we do get proper trademarks um how does that actually protect us then
1: mhm well, how would you feel, Josh, if you're, someone came up with a podcast? They liked what you were doing and they came up with a a, a podcast called um, Up My Influencer.
0: <laughs> and then he used my colors and.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, just the word. I mean, Up My Influencer. Or, you know, th- that, you know, would you like people would maybe type that in and this up my influencer i think that's josh and then they'll go there yeah. and because market confusion they're looking for you yeah because you have goodwill because of your reputation and your brand and they know hey this is the quality that i'm looking for i want josh and they end up at up my influencer and it's some schmuck who's a copycat who realizes he can get traffic by sort of you know sort of faking your name and tricking people um so there's you have when you build up brand reputation in your brand in your trademark it, it's sort of like um you know there's there's pe- people the, in trademarks people come to expect a certain quality based on on a mark so if you have a piece of meat right if that meat has a as a trademark a mark associated with it a symbol that's like a big yellow M you have hmm. in your mind instantly An association of what kind of quality to expect how it's going to Mm -hmm. taste where it came from and the price and you have a quality expectation if that's. uh, same piece of uh, it's another piece of meat, and it has a Ruth's Chris label on it, Mm. you have a different expectation of price and quality and source of of that good, and so the trademark you don't want somebody. you know putting you know Ruth or you wanted somebody you putting a yellow M on your Ruth Chris steak or something and cheapening (laughs) your brand you invested in building up this brand people know like and trust you and they're looking for you and then they get tricked into going to some knockoff Mm. you don't
0: want that no for sure um and and what is our general recourse if if someone then um starts using what would clearly is your trademark uh in an improper and confusing way
1: well this okay so like the example I did to just today I just negotiated a a a nice very low attorney deal I'm the only attorney in the deal right now um so there's no litigators involved where we come to a business resolution litigators hate it when I when I talk about this because there's a business arrangement the guy the guy's a business guy he understood like okay we got some patents he's you know let's let's make a deal right okay so I'm just better to get out of this thing and how do we come to a deal on the business level and then just treat it like a, a responsible business person um oftentimes that takes the form of a license okay a patent license for example um, I just spoke with the CEO of a company last night and I explained how I do licensing in a way that very few, even very sophisticated CEOs seem to understand. And when they see it, when I explain it, they're like, wow, you know, that makes everything a lot simpler and it makes a lot of opportunity for, for ways to create, um, multiple streams of passive income and in to maximize the monetization of even a single patent or a patent portfolio so there's their licensing is a great way to do of course there's litigation in the extreme where like they just go but that is very very rare actually it's like one percent you know actually get into litigation like one percent of those cases actually go to trial so it's very very rare there's much more commonly either they realize the patent's garbage which very happens a lot Um, Because it was written by somebody who didn't have the engineering, the litigation, uh, the patent prosecution, or the business understanding of what the clients, how to really protect the client's product. Um, Or you know the you know there just wasn't a a, you know they just weren't able to solve the litigation, so I personally i'm not uh, i've worked at the number one litigation firm patent litigation firm in the in the country for seven years. I know how litigation is done at the highest, highest levels for the best companies, but I'm uh, to the dismay of a lot of litigators. I like to look for business solutions to like end litigation and people can like get back to business. Everybody gets a patent owner gets what's coming to them and then go about your way. And we're not sitting here going to court all the time. That's there. We know how to do that. We can, we can definitely go there if, if that's where it needs to go, but very rare. That's actually what needs to happen.
0: You know, and and one thing I do, well, I wish we had a little bit more time to talk about this, but realizing that your intellectual, your, your patent trademarks, your protected intellectual property is very much an asset. So when we think about, and this is the whole Craig, I, I think, notion behind uh you, you know, your work with invention to exit, right? Is that um get that stuff locked down because that increases your valuation as a company. So if you're thinking you know, long-term about where you're gonna go, th- this is a part of the deal. If you get this stuff locked down now, that increases your value, right? And I, boy, I know you could talk about this for a solid hour and I'm sorry, I've only given you about two minutes because <laughs> this is a really important topic in your world. It is. And there are so,
1: every CEO that I talk to, of a seven-figure, eight-figure business, they have under-monetized assets that, with some IP configuration, um, the valuation of their company—whether they're looking to exit, or scale, uh, or just create increased, you know, income for for the business um, through licensing deals—there's there's there's lots and lots of untapped opportunity of these as you said correctly business assets that's what a, that's what, how we see as patents we see patents as business assets they are just business assets you could buy them you could sell them you can rent them you can use them as collateral you can use them to enforce against someone else as a private monopoly right you can there's there's you can monetize assets and it's very in intellectual property in general there's a lot of analogies to real property which people understand intuitively You know rental property, apartment homes, you know, you can rent them and make, they're very valuable. They can increase in value. They also have cash flow. It does a lot of the same things with intellectual property and even more.
0: All right. So Craig, let's, let's make sure that we've given folks some great calls to action now. Next steps, because Uh, you know, hopefully we've, we've reignited your, to our listener right now, we've reignited some enthusiasm over making sure that your intellectual property is locked down. Um, But Craig, uh, where should we send people to next?
1: Well, the one thing I would say today, if you're thinking about, is my idea patentable? That's where it all kind of starts. The very first thing you We do it's been amazing our clients absolutely love this new thing that we came up with about a year ago, a little bit before everybody started talking about AI and chat GPT we were using AI to assist our prior art searching and we've got it down to a very unique process that we developed it takes 90 minutes it's interactive it's immediate and it's dynamic dynamically um, figuring out with you in about 60 to 90 minutes whether you should should stop put your wallet away don't invest in patents on this idea or if this idea has legs and might be patentable then you can take the next step but it's a great way to start it's actually a lot of times you if you were to do it the old traditional prior art search way sending it out to you know India or something. You, you might even pay more and you get you you get, you wouldn't even get the answer to the question can I what what if anything can i patent we get we get very very clear of that in 60 to 90 minutes understanding your business your timing your technology and what you're trying and how you can monetize that and we do it we call it lightning prior art search it's lpass.thompsonpatlaw.com lpass stands for lightning prior art search l p a s dot
0: All right. And we have that link as well as the other links that you've shared. Uh again, ThompsonPatentLaw.com. We've got invention to exit.com and then uh patent offense dot com. Craig, you've been in this world a long time. You've helped a lot of very important people. Uh, I absolutely uh, would send anyone your way uh, who needs to have a conversation, look at what's patentable, what's not. Uh, Craig Thompson, again, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Josh. Have a profitable day.